Yo, we are here. It's been a while, and we're having our uh, cultivation, meditation, the realization for the whole entire uh, non-fad, non-new age world. <laughs> so we're just talking about how people are worried about shit, and everyone's worried about the afterlife, and you know they said a bad word in church. We're just saying, reiterating word for word, say a bad word in church, and the fact is that you. you who cares? Like, if you're not worried, if your life is so fucked up that you got to worry about what's happening in the future, why don't you just fix yourself now? You go to church and you give the priest money, and I like this one. And you give him the priest money, and you can't even pay your mortgage. So, you know, like, ask him for your money back. God, God doesn't need your money. You know what God needs? He needs your people. You believe in the God? That God should need you to be well and happy and healthy and fucking not worried about shit in this world. Go pay your bills. Don't give money to people where it was not going to give you anything of value that's going to help you better your life and you know support your family and, and put food on your table. Because praying doesn't put food on your table. Doing the work that you ask you know, you ask for shit and then you got to do the work for it and then you get the opportunities because you put the effort. That's what's real. You know? None of this worry about fucking when I die I'm going to be an ant so let me do good deeds no just don't be an ass now that's based a lot of people I, I realized I was talking to Justin Justin was telling me about you know we talked about this too it's kind of stupid that the whole reincarnation thing that you come back with all your memories right check this out if you're a moron at the time you come back with all memories you're a moron again the whole, the whole thing about wiping out your memory to start over, it's like, dude, <laughs> that makes absolutely, like, you're stupid already, and then it would make you more stupider. No. Which is why a lot of these, I feel like a lot of these religion, I don't care, like, Buddhism or whatever, all those stuff, have this fear base in it where I get the whole point of, hey, if you, if you put your hand on the stove, you're gonna burn, right? So parents are gonna make up like, if you put your hands on the stove, you lose your arm. I get the potential, right. but I, think, I, I don't think that's a proper way to teach someone. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, not, a, not based on the fear. It's a, there's a thin line between fear and, right. and um, safety. When it came to structuring um, a, a thought-based practice, that turned into a, a faith-based practice yeah. that we call religion nowadays. Um, when it came to the structuring of a faith-based practice, you need to have willing people that feel like they need to be taken care of. Or that they can be told they would be taken care of if they did A, B, and C. And which drives me nuts because you'll have beautiful churches and temples and right down the street, you have people sleeping on the street. Yeah. Uh, and these are the people supporting the temple with whatever they made. Well, you have the shitty homes. Yeah. Why do that? You know, it's also, it's also. I also think that it's a the people who gave money to them. They're also being lazy. They think they gave money to temple somehow magically that the the gods or whatever would. Oh, I'm gonna like you know, it's gonna come back in a good good deeds. Time over and over again proves that that doesn't work. People who the, the saying that oh those people let's look at let's not let's not look at the United States let's look at like third world country 
You see people of extremely stupid religious paying money and all that stuff, right? Their life didn't change one fucking bit. I mean, that's right. Not, not, not one bit. So these people keep insane saying that you have to believe in God and whatever, right? No, how about believe in science? How about learn economics? How about learn your habits? How about learn how to freaking live in the world? Yeah. Basically, look, you know, people want to put down science because science is not spiritual. Actually, everything in this world is spiritual. Um, got to get right on the perspective of what spiritual means. And it means an unbiased application of your mind, meaning someone can be whoever the hell, hell they want to be. The sun is still going to shine. The moon is still going to shine. The earth is still going to turn. It's still going to be this way. All the basic necessities of life will just be there. Yeah. I'm not talking social necessities of life, like having a nice car and having a big house. I'm meaning your breath, water somewhere down the road. There's going to be a river or something. In some way you can get water and food. How we go about those things is our problem. We make supermarkets, so we rely on it. Yeah. You know, so Then we can't go hunting anymore. So you see how, how people's beliefs fuck around with themselves, with their own way they live. And... Giving to temples, yes, to support the, the, the group of monks and cultivators who are supposed to teach you the way. That's cool and all, but that you're not changing. And people always have this thing. And I think it was a safeguard. Not a safeguard. What's the word? It was like a cop-out. Yeah. Because there was no other way to explain why people's lives are still shitty. To say, well, you're going to get this reward in the next life. I really... Look... I don't believe that. Even the Buddha said, if shit don't make sense, he didn't say the word shit, but if he was from Brooklyn, he probably would. <laughs> right? <laughs> if this doesn't make sense to your logic and reason, throw it away, don't use it. There's so many more things that are within the teachings of the mind that you can utilize to alter your mind. The Buddha was talking about your mind. You fix that, things work out on the outside. It doesn't magically happen. You've got to actually put effort. So knowing about how to actually put yourself into use is important. And here people worry about what they're going to get and they're not doing the thing they need to get what they're seeking. They're putting in a dollar at the temple asking for a million. You know, I love that phrase. Yeah. You know, $10, please help my child uh, pass the test. Uh, please help me get a nice opportunity. Like when I go to my altar and I light up incense and I sit there and go, hey, you know, it'd be nice if you give me a little push. But actually, I don't even want to push. Show me where I can find opportunity. Let me hustle. Let me yeah. work. Because the Buddhists don't go, oh, you're asking, here you go, you lit up incense. Yeah, I like the smell of incense. And they dance around with fucking flowers all over the place. Yeah. No, they don't do it. They don't care. It's like, why are you bothering me? Why should I help you? Why should I get off my fucking lotus pod over here and go get some of my feet dirty? Why? What have, what have you done for the world? Like, the Buddha's not arrogant like that. It's, it's like, if I go to the fucking, the richest guy I could find in New York City... And be like, hey, you know, can you just invest like five thousand in my business? Yeah. It's like five thousand. You can't even make five thousand. What the fuck am I gonna give you money for? You're not gonna know what to do with it. Yeah. The five thousand will disappear. No. But if I asked him for five hundred thousand, and I showed him why five hundred thousand would push this forward, yeah. And how much returns from that? He'd be like, good, and give me ten percent. Like I'll give you the five hundred thousand, and I want to be part of that company, make it grow, this and that, and give me ten percent uh, ownership. Yeah. Like now he there's worth. Yeah, that, that, that's why like we we touched upon this like earlier earlier in our conversations about how I found a lot of stuff weren't making sense. Like, okay, great, you meditate every day, what the fuck you do with the world? Like, how do you actually apply 
coffee right. stuff, cultivation stuff that people talk about. So good you bring this up. Yeah. I was sitting in the coffee shop waiting for you today, and I'm just watching people in and out, uh, not in a freaky way. Yeah. Just, just observing. <laughs> observing, yeah. you know, yeah. people in and out, and you know, um, you know me for what, 14 years? 13, 14 years? Yeah, I met you when I was 20. So 2005, right? Yeah. Wow, 13 years. Yeah. Um, you've seen me change. Yeah. And recently it was a very big change on how I interreact, uh, interrelate with people in the world. Before I was like a hermit, you know, barely touching out yeah. into the world. Um, now I'm just swimming in the ship. Yep. And it feels great. Um, <laughs> but here I'm observing and I wanted to do a video, a quick video on Instagram, but I didn't want to speak it to it so loudly yeah. uh, in the place. And it was, you know, this is what meditation does. Oh, I think I did. I just said it uh, really quick, actually. Yeah. But the idea is this. As a meditator, as a cultivator, it's no two-minute thing you get from Men's Magazine, you know, like page 49 of Men's Health Magazine, fucking make yourself feel relaxed. No, that's bullshit. That's hypnotism. What I'm talking about is real getting to the dirt mind. What's in that mind? So I'm watching these people in and out, trying to maneuver tables, trying to maneuver chairs, trying to get their money out. It's like they weren't prepared for the next thing they needed to do. They weren't sure what they needed to order. But they knew what they wanted to order, but they asked the order. They didn't tell the order. You know, a lot of people do that. Can I have this? Yes, you can. Do you want this? Like, yeah. you know, the, the waiter or waitress is sitting there going, okay, what's the next thing? Like, you want that? Well, yeah, that's what I'm asking for. No, you're asking if you can get it. You can, but what's next? Like, what I do is when I go ask somebody, actually, I don't ask for something. I tell the person, I want, you know, like, how you doing? I want a cappuccino. You know, I want a bottle of water. And I'll say, can I have? Or can I get? Can I get means I'm going to go around the counter and get it. The, the, the play with words, I understand it's semantics. It's like you're just playing around with words. There's a reason for that. So I'm watching this. I'm going, meditation. You know why? Because it tells you nothing. It doesn't fuck with your mind. It lets you see and not get moved by that. You know, like a family of four wanted to sit looking at the tables across. I'm sitting at one table and there were two tables. They could have sat next to me with their kids on one side and them on the other yeah. side. But they just felt it was too close to the person. So I'm looking at them, and I'm laughing at the peripheral vision. I'm thinking to myself, you know, all they had to do was ask me, could you move? They yeah. felt that was imposing. That's fucked up. I looked at them, and I'm thinking, you know, let me just let them come over here and sit down. But then I said no. They didn't ask. They didn't ask. I know they could use the whole family together booth yeah. or area, and I'm just kind of the extra, you know, the fifth wheel yeah. in that little group. Um, and I'm charging my phone, whatever. But the thing is, they didn't ask. If you don't ask, you get nothing. And if I know you need it, or someone know, or like I know someone needs something, I could, or I could not, offer. And because they may have looked over at me, wondering how they can sit around me, they didn't truly inquire, which I was waiting for, because I would gladly have given it, you know? I wish they did. It would have been better for their kids to sit around where people aren't walking yeah. in and out because they were closer to the entrance. But the fact is that meditation allows you to observe these things. The state of meditation allows nothing more than concentration. When your mind is quiet because you're not chasing after you know, sensory stimuli, 
you can see the world and know when to step here, where to go there, when to speak here, what to do there. It just comes with the territory. That's what meditation is. That's how it's useful in this world. And people out there sitting and meditating and thinking, oh, I got to go to a mountain or let me go out to fucking India, let me go to China and find these men. Fuck that. You don't need to do that. You know, it doesn't make you more spiritual. It doesn't make anyone more spiritual. So the, the handing the money and the worrying about where am I going, this is third chakra stuff. Whoever's catching this is going to catch that up. We didn't get to the first and second chakra because we decided to put this on a podcast now, so I'm not going to go back and do the first and second. He's going to have to like message me or something for it. Um, anyway, third chakra with anxiety, worry, and, and stability in your emotion. People worry about what's going to happen or where their friends and family have gone with the death and they're shitting together in this world and it's not saying they should put their worry in the right place they shouldn't even bother worrying why do they worry because they didn't do A, B, C, and D yeah they didn't do those things that's true the preparations they did not like if I, have, if I was in school and I had a test next week and, and a week late, a week before the test, I'm sitting there going, oh shit, I have a test next week, I'm worried I'm not going to pass. Three days later, I still say the same thing. And two days before the test, I'm still saying the same thing. I didn't even study. So of course I'm going to fail. <laughs> and I spent all this time worrying. That's stupid. If I want to make more money, I have to do the steps to make more money. If I want to help people do something about their lives, I have to put myself out there and let them know this is possible. If someone wants about wants to learn about meditation, wants to learn about the so-called spiritual cultivation stuff, they have to go and speak specifically and search specifically, and not believe the first thing that comes. Like test data, and test right. Oh, that that's so great. I love that talk, that business talk and marketing business data. You test, you look at the data, you test, look at the data, and your experience and your gut. Yes. So. This is our third chakra practice. Um, there's going to be about a silence for maybe a minute. Nothing's wrong. It's just we're going into our meditation practice. We're, we're just going to do an application of the mind, a concentration application, which eventually builds up concentration ability to get into deep state of meditation. So there's going to be about a minute of silence after you hear us talking. Third chakra, same practice. Um, inhale, you're in the center of this chakra, and everything is contracting. And then when you exhale, you have that mind intent flex or contraction, but it expands. Okay? Do that for six breaths. If you finish before me, just tap the mat.
think of meditation, it's not, like I always repeat this in a meditation class, our way of doing things, since in my practice with Buddhism, we were talking about this new century Buddhism, right? That's our thing. It's new. It's, to anyone hearing this, this is what we're all about here. It's new century Buddhist practice. It's right to the method. Technique first. Straight up practice and all the extra ritual and, and religion and worship. If that's what you need to keep your mind at ease, fine. If not, we just get right to the method. Um, that's really what it is here. Um, meditation is that unbiased state. It's where the air conditioner ceases to exist, the, the roof, the floor, the every feeling, your six senses are not controlling the you, quote unquote. And then that idea of the you also is gone and the conscious mind is no longer at the helm, no longer controlling, quote unquote. Okay? That's real meditation. Everything else is just application. We use the word meditation flippantly, you know, it's just used whatever wise. Yeah, oh, I'm going to go sit and meditate. I'll put on some happy music, put on some incense and a candle, and I'll feel like I'm really great. But that's not meditation. That's like a hypnosis at best. It's an absorption. But we'll call it absorption meditation just for the sake of it. We'll call it guided meditation. You know, we'll call it relaxation meditation. We'll call it any type of word plus meditation because people like to feel different. What it is really is nothing. It's not meditation. Meditation is the other thing, what we just said, where none of this stuff in your six senses are controlling shit. Like, you can't even tell if you're breathing. That's what I'm talking about. And that actually is just getting into the first stages of actual deep meditation. Yeah? So, what the hell does that do for people? It's like gasoline for the car. You use 87, great. The car runs all right. You use, you know, the next one up, 89, it runs well, and you use 93 and the car runs optimally, just more expensive. That You can't tell unless the quality of how things are moving, of what gas is in the car. And unless you're really well at telling that, you won't know the difference. Meditation is that. It's, you do the monotonous shit every day, the same thing every day. But because of your practice of meditation, it's not boring. It's not heavy weight on your shoulders. It changes the quality of how you do things with your body, with people, with the world around you. It just does because of your application of meditation. Your mind in one spot for a long period of time takes away your mind from every other spot for every single moment of the time. Single-minded concentration is the fucking fuel. So we just did a third chakra, so, you know, your anxiety or somewhat a little bit of digestion, physical properties of digestion, your anger, you know, you're everything in this area of the body. And like I said, you want to know specifics, go get a freaking book on it and we just got to research to make sure that book actually is saying what it is. I would rather just go into like uh, yoga sutras or something and find or find any ancient text that actually talks about yoga that's been, been translated and mentions the chakras and has a little information. Get it from that source, not from Barnes and Nobles, right? <laughs> you know, from these bookstores. Just 
any any person will talk about you know meditation that way and fucking take us all on a freaking roller coaster with it. You know. Um, so we have our fourth chakra. How many chakras are there? Seven. Seven. Some people say, oh, there's nine. And they go all the way up into the universe, connected to the universe. You know, we're already connected to the universe. This planet is soaking in the fucking universal ocean, let's call it. All the energies out there in the universe are penetrating this planet. They're in this planet. Everything is interrelated. It's, that's it. Yeah, there's a force field of energy around the Earth protecting us from radiation. But I'm not talking, that's radiation from the sun. <laughs> you know? Like, there's fucking energy in the world. I mean, in the universe. It's just... Shit's happening out there. And we're in it. We're not separate. And when, when, when people can reach that state of understanding that we are not outside of the universe, we're not inside the universe, we're all with, with this universe changes how we view ourselves and everybody else. And that realization is best experienced through actual deep meditation. When I say deep meditation means you, you pass through your six senses. The regular five senses in the mind. You broke through them. That's what I consider deep meditation. Um... The best way of realization of that interdependence, of that interconnectivity, that non-separation is that way, that reaching meditation state. Outside of that, intellectually understanding it doesn't do shit. Make you feel good, write a few books about it, but ultimately it's not the meat and potatoes of your practice. Exercising your chakras practice doesn't make you a better person. That's individual characteristic. Uh, refinement it doesn't make you better at anything at all it just makes you feel better maybe <laughs> constant effort and refinement of your perspective will make you actually live better so fourth chakra okay right here the chest right above the solar plexus right in between the, the pecs okay same application. Six breaths.
Hamilton. Um, since he's coming at one, yeah. uh, I guess. But anyway, so fourth chakra, right? Oh, it's love, it's compassion, it's this, that. I'm going to try to be quick because we only got an hour and a half here, right? What is it, only until uh, 12.30? 12.30. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, we got um, heart, love, you know, spiritual. Uh, um, do we have time to do uh, white canopy too? You can do some things with white canopy. Yeah. Let's get right through it. Um, actually, from the fifth chakra to the seventh, we'll do the white canopies uh, chakra practice. Okay, which would just be fly right through it easily, and we'll go through some of the mudras and shit. Okay, okay. So, um, heart chakra, all this stuff about love and spiritual happiness and compassion and all that stuff. Yeah, sure. It's more about understanding one thing: wisdom. How do you understand wisdom? You don't. It's about understanding that you don't understand wisdom. You don't have to go to understand wisdom. You have to hit wisdom. Wisdom and compassion are hand in hand. So, an ex-girlfriend told me a long time ago when I was giving some guy money in the street. Just pissed off I gave him money. He's like, oh, he's going to run and buy alcohol. I'm like, yeah, but I want to do a nice deed for myself. I have it. Let me give it. Um, well, I don't know what the hell the guy do with it, but it, that sentence stuck with me. That's probably the only good thing about whatever she told me ever. ever. Um, wisdom and compassion go hand in hand. I like that. So here, with our heart chakra and all that crap, it's about not releasing, not, re- not all this uh, let go and all this stuff. No, it's about seeing the cause of what brings us our emotional dysfunction. What in our mind allows us to feel that emotional dysfunction, experience it, why do we believe in it? Going to the core, the root core, the heart of the problem. Let's just use that as a metaphor. Okay, that's our cultivation here. All right, let's go move up to the fifth and sixth chakra. Fifth and sixth chakra, seventh chakra, all the simple stuff we're going to use from the white canopy. Okay, so you put your hands right here. When you inhale, we're going to do three breaths each one. Okay, um, just going in, that's it. Three breaths. Sixth one, finger touches here. It's like you're making a crown here with your, with your hands, and you gotta just cover over the head. Three breaths. Feel as though you're pressing into the top of your head, flat over, and then just a little press. That's it.
All right, we're getting our podcast here. Um, be well.